everyone. So for some reason, the intro to this podcast episode got cut off. Thank you, Zencaster, for nothing. Just kidding. Hopefully we'll fix it for the next one. So I want to intro Ashley really quick. She's not with me, but I'm going to read her bio. Ashley Durnham is a blogger and content creator from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, specializing in pop culture and entertainment. She maintains a cherished place for horror, sci-fi, and genre in general in her heart through writing and networking. She was in a fabulous guest. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We had such a good time. Also, this episode was recorded um, in April, and it's only coming out now in May. Um, and today, as I'm recording this, John Boyega has already spilled the beans that there is going to be uh, on the block too. So it's going to be really funny for us to kind of relive this podcast because we gave so many predictions on what we would like to see for the um, the sequel. And maybe I'll bring Ashley back for a Patreon episode where we can kind of catch up on that. So look out for that later. But enjoy the episode. Bye. I'm going to tell you what it is, okay? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? Yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is Miss Ethnicity, right? Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical for excluding African-American elements. Well, look how you get your PhD in black cinema, sister soldier. celebrating the american release date for attack the block so please don't yeah. come for me in the dms talking about it came out in march i understand that uk people and all you mm-hmm. south by southwest people it was released july 29th of 2011 for the united states okay that's so right. that's why we're doing it in july um so if you're listening to this in july and you haven't been vaccinated yet Hurry up, girl. We're having a hot girl summer out here. I mean, I'm not, it, we're recording this in April. So I'm predicting, let's do this really quick, Ashley. This is fun. Yeah. I'm predicting right now as this episode airs, I'm currently ass up, face down in a margarita. <laughs> Somewhere on Melrose, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where are you right now? I mean, I, hopefully poolside somewhere. I don't right. care where. <laughs> At this exactly. point, we've earned it. <laughs> exactly. So join us because Ashley's by the pool. I'm drinking skinny, spicy margaritas with Casamigos, no jalapenos, just Tabasco sauce. I hate jalapenos. Um, so is. we're doing all of that because we're vaccinated and we we out here in the streets. The streets are calling mm-hmm. our name. It's a WAP. Um, there's some horrors in this house, all of that. So join us, get the vaccine. It's obviously, this recording is coming out in July and I took the second dose in April. So I'm alive. Um, so it's fine it's just it made me a little tired and i'm gonna eat a lot of junk food today to to offset that sleepiness it's an excuse Mm -hmm. all right i mentioned before i have another confession to make um i prostatize a lot because i run after a horror um but the reason why i really love running after horror is because i admit to i can watch movies i've never seen before because i hate Mm. the whole elitism of horror community it's like you've never seen this you're not a true horror fan oh yeah some of us were busy some of us had lives or some of us had depression and we just didn't make it to the theater that year shit (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so i watched this movie the first time yesterday excellent okay never seen it and you know what it gave what they said it was supposed to give and i'm Mm -hmm. very happy about that um, it actually, you know, when I, I've heard of the movie, obviously, and I've, I've seen the references in, um, the documentary, um, horror noir, of course, mm-hmm. on Shudder. 
Um, they show little clips, but it's not at all what I thought it was originally going to be like. For some reason, I thought it was zombies that was attacking the block. I didn't know it was aliens, number one. And I'm sure, that could have worked too. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I was like, I think I'm getting confused. I'm pretty sure my sister, who's actually the true horror fan, told me about um, a Guyanese or some one of the African countries. They did a movie about kids fighting off a zombie apocalypse in their village. So I think I got those two confused, but this is attack the block. I really loved this film. Yeah. Like it stuck with me afterwards. And I was like, I kind of want to watch it again, but um, the first things first, (laughs) and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but it's my show. Um, Uh I had to turn the subtitles on for, I I mean, I do for almost every movie, but it's particularly for this one because that English is English. Oh yes. That sort of like cockney sort of way of speaking and like that the actual like slang that comes from London, like yeah. subtitles do help with this movie every time. Like, they said they kept saying bruv, and I was like, bruv, what is is that his name? And I was like, oh no, it's like a term of endearment. Right. Like brother. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, bruv. And then what else did they say? They said in it, in it. Mm-hmm. I don't and every know time they say like allow it or yeah. like just like they're different versions of like things that we definitely say just in their way. Mm. No, I'm sorry, but John Bodega turning over his left shoulder at the end and saying allow it. I was like, damn, I don't That's know what this movie means. Right there. <laughs> like, I have no idea what that means, but it's hot uh-huh. and I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so badass. Like, no, allow it. I... I love John. Like I'm sure we're gonna go into all of this, but like my love for John Boyega in this movie is it's still there after ten years, and I everything he's gone on to do, super proud of him. But but it also it makes me sad watching this movie because then I I I've watched all the Star Wars series and I go, damn, Mm. he was criminally underused, like criminally underused after watching that performance in Attack the Block. Yes. Absolutely. I remember seeing that first trailer for The Force Awakens back in, like, 2015. I think it would have been. And I remember when his face popped up for the first time, I, like, I lost it. Because I saw Attack the Block in 2012, I think. It was a a summer I was interning. I got out of a red box and loved it ever since. But I was like, oh, my gosh, Moses is in this. Moses. Allow it. I wish he would have said that in Star Wars. (laughs) We want to know what it meant. Allow it. <laughs> um, oh. Here's a drinking game. Anytime I say allow it, have yourself a shot because I'm just going to say it the whole episode. I think it's so cool. I don't know what it means, but I think no. it's so awesome. No, and just the way they say it, it's just, it's a level it's of cool I don't turn. have. It's the head turn for me. It's allow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which oh. if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm hoping this is true, but we're recording the video. So it mm-hmm. will be on our YouTube. So you can see my infamous head turn for John <laughs> Bowie. <laughs> so, um, and he's so handsome, honestly. So handsome. So uh, fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and his care, like we're going to get into it, but we can start now. So this movie starts Jody Whittaker as Sam. Um, and I remember, I real, I recognized her from obviously Doctor Who, but I've seen yes. her somewhere else before, and it's driving me mad. Where else I've seen her before? I can't remember That's it. A good question. I'm looking at her IMDb um, for movies. I've seen her in a movie. It, it may have been like an indie film, but I've definitely seen. So when she came up on screen, I was like, Oh, I know her. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, really talented cast of actors here. Like, oh, absolutely. This Killing movie is it. not hurting for talent at all. You've got Jodie Whittaker, you've got Nick Frost, 
Like, and, and like oh my god. <laughs> Um, have you seen uh, Shaun of the Dead and, and Hot Fuzz? Oh, yeah. And that's actually, like, one of my favorite, like, bits of trivia about this movie is mm-hmm. that um, Edgar Wright, who directed those and wrote, like, the entire Cornetto right. trilogy, he was a producer on this movie. And then what? both him and – so he was originally up for Ant-Man, remember? And yes. then Joe Cornish, who did this movie, directed Ant-Man. Wow, like, it's all yeah. in the world, and Ant-Man yeah. is under the Disney umbrella, and John went on to star in Star Wars. Oh my god, it's all connected. It's all there. <laughs> like, um, I will say, as much as I love John Boyega and Moses, um, and even Jody, mm-hmm. Pest, Pest was my life. Oh my gosh, he's such a lo- lovable character. Like, I Alex wanted Esmail to cuddle him. So charming. Breastfeed <laughs> him, but not at that age. Oh. Please don't come for me. <laughs> now... And he's an adult now. I want to, yes. to breastfeed the adult Alex. That's, that's a grown man now. Grown <laughs> man, not the child in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, he was so endearing and so funny, and a little like a little mousy sidekick who stuck up for his friend. He loved Moses. He was so loyal to Moses. Mm-hmm. He's flirting with Sam, but not in a weird like rapey way. It's more like it's just like yeah. a kid who likes you know older women. Hi, this is not going well. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take this back, this whole conversation. Um, no, it's just this character was so cute. When he got bit on the, yeah. the ankle, I really thought it was over. It lights out for him. And I was like, no. Yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> take me! Yeah, <laughs> that's another one of my favorite... That's another one of my favorite things about this movie is that just because we're, like, the entire plot is centered around this group of teens, it doesn't take away the amount of violence. It doesn't take... Like, yeah. the stakes stay high the entire movie and well, like that's from... the british people they do yeah. movies better than us if we're gonna be freaking honest americans yeah. suck because our mpaa which if you don't know it's our like rating system it's a whole committee that watches movies and they give them the rated r or you know pg-13 um mm-hmm. they would rather they hate violence and they hate sex number one so it's really <laughs> hard to get like a rated pg what is the, what move what is this rating well this isn't this, this one's is r yeah it's r and that's so funny because you yeah. watch this you're like this is an r but of course it's r because the mpaa hates violence so much and sex that they're just like any any sort of violence like it's r we're so stuck yeah. up over here i love british film um or european cinema in general because they're not afraid to take risks especially with children they don't care if you're a yeah. kid they're like we're gonna cut your head yeah. off this podcast is turning into something it's, it's okay. We're talking about horror. So. Yeah, like, <laughs> we love children after horror, by the way. But yeah, we I really do <laughs> think uh, you know this film takes the risk, like you said. Even if, even though it stars a younger cast, it never would have done. They never would have done that here in America. Mm-hmm. Everyone would have lived mm-hmm. at the end, and it would have been a happy ending. Right. Um, these right. kids died. Yeah. Like, like the imagine the kids the goodies. Like, yeah. Like, the dog even gets it in the first five seconds of being right. introduced. Like, this movie does not care about your feelings. It's an alien attack. It's still it's still funny, but, like, the blood, the horror, all of it, like, everything this movie intends to do works because they go to it a full 11 with all of it. Like, well, let's, let's talk about the plot because I have yeah. a little um, pushback on that. I, after seeing the ending, um, I understand now it's not an alien attack. Mm-hmm. And I love that angle. 
So let's go into mm. the plot because I feel strongly, um, I love, I just love Moses's arc. That's one of the best character arcs I've ever seen in my life. And it's just so good. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we're, we're going to start reading the plot summary. So on Guy Fox night, which, okay, let's stop right there. Didn't know that there was a real yeah. celebration thing in the UK. Always thought that was just from the movie. Yeah, the 5th of November is a real thing. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. You guys are so cool in, you, in the UK. Um, <laughs> training nurse Samantha Adams is mugged by a gang of teenage hoodlums. This is what Wikipedia says. Um, Pets <laughs> Dennis Jerome, Biggs, and leader Moses. Um, when a meteorite falls from the sky into a nearby car, Samantha escapes. As Moses searches the wreck of the car for valuables, his face is scratched by a small alien creature. The creature runs away, but the gang chases and kills it. Ho- hoping to gain fame and fortune, they take the dead animal to their acquaintance, cannabis dealer Ron and his boss, High Hats, um, and a criminally yeah. dim-witted and petty gang leader. Mm-hmm. So that's how we mm-hmm. open the film. So first of all, okay. First impressions, because I told you, I just watched this for the first time yesterday, and I'm watching this at a, in a 2021 lens and not a 2011 lens, but it, I don't okay. think it matters because I think this the themes of this movie is really timely. I was mm-hmm. very torn with this opening scene. Um, mm-hmm. A bunch okay. of black and minority kids robbing this white lady, and I was just like, man, no. Why do they have to rob this white lady? Like, I'm mad at it. Um, and then when, you know, they asked for her ring and I, I really thought they were going to hurt her more. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. damn, what, what are they trying to do? Um, that really got me. I mean, okay. So here's the thing. I'm, we're both in the U S okay. So if people yeah. are, are listening to this outside the U S the one thing I do know about England is that you guys have better gun control laws. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. <laughs> like so they're mugging her um we call it robbing but mugging her with a, a knife because they mm-hmm. like guns are not that well transported in the uk mm-hmm. although their drug the drug dealer has one and then they end up yeah. picking up one through the series um but even the cops uh, you, you know what i really found interesting the cops said armed police Every time yeah, they announced that they were armed every time. I yeah. was like, what a world. It, this yeah. kid, what a paradise. <laughs> and that was then 10 years ago. That was then 10, 10 12 years ago. <laughs> I was like, wait, your cops mm-hmm. announced that they're armed and they yeah. like, they don't shoot you when the, you just exit an elevator full of dead bodies. It's just, yeah, right? what? Right. what? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was mm-hmm. up there. Um, this, I really, I didn't know what we were going to. Okay. So, and also let me know if you know, Ashley. So the ends, yes. right. That's where they're from. The ends. Yes. The ends. It's, yeah. That's what, like the projects equivalent to us. Essentially. So like one of like the title of this movie used to kind of throw me. Cause like what the UK refers to as a block and what we refer to as a block right. are like two different things. So basically it's all centered around this essentially like project sort of complex that is um, in the middle of the ends is right. how I, at least how I interpreted it. But yeah. They said the ends, bruh, we do this for the ends. And <laughs> little do they, uh, do they know they'll find out later that she actually lives in this community. And I yeah. do kind of like that they have a code. He, Moses really tells her um, in a non-apology, apology way. I never, we mm-hmm. never would have robbed you if we knew you lived here. And she makes this retort, which it is very, it's very, it's a very dichotomy kind of conversation to have, but she makes it retort and said, oh, well, and if I didn't live here, that would make it okay too. No, right. it wouldn't, lady. But I do like the mm-hmm. idea that this this little group has their own Morse code, not Morse code, their own value, code, moral code. And they're like, yeah. we don't take from our own. Exactly. We're not going to say people that live here. 
Exactly. And also like that code comes from a bunch of 15 year old boys. Like right. the fact that they have to have that sort of ingrained moral code, one to survive, but two to take care of their own. Right. Always strikes me as impressive about this movie. I I do like, I have to agree the end or sorry, the beginning when we see this group of kids just attack this lady in that way of like, you hate to legitimize that kind of fear right. kind of a thing of like you walking home at night, you see a bunch of, you know, black kids and pests essentially yeah. and you, there's the immediate like thing is fear but i think that um i think now like looking back at it like when i watched in 2012 versus now it's just that sense of this is what you think the movie is going to be like kind of a deal and then right. it shows like where that like tenacity that survival skill and all of that like yeah these kids rob somebody at the beginning of the movie but like that's not who these kids are this is about survival to them and that's why they're so good at fighting these aliens like i don't know right. like yeah i do think this movie probably could have benefited from being like directed by a black person <laughs> like yeah that's but, i mean the uk i actually was shocked when i was watching this movie and they're having conversations about police and being arrested unfairly and, and laws mm. and stuff. Because I was like, I, I know the UK has racial problems. So I'm not obtuse. I saw what they did during the Black Lives Matter movement over there and what mm -hmm. they continue to do over there, especially with John Boyega being in the center of it. Yeah. Um, but this movie is also written by written and directed by a white guy, Joe. Yeah. And I, I'm very curious to know, because I know in the US that shit doesn't fly. Like, we're like, no, don't tell our stories. But um, he did mm. a good job. Like he, he yeah. seemed to do a really good job and I'm curious, I would love to know, I didn't do any research on him, but if his background is he, is he from this project? Does he, mm -hmm. does he grew up around these, you know, people was like, is he pest? Are you pest? And those yeah. are your friends? Like, no, I tried. Them. I've definitely tried doing a little digging around it just in like sort of my love of it in the past. But as far as like what I've been able to gauge, he just truly wanted a, like just an authenticity to this movie that's why he didn't cast like super well-known actors for the kid part like John Boyega this was his first movie like so like there okay. is a level of just like he just plucked kids who were just in acting classes and like reached out to teachers to find like this group this particular group and I think that like it, it's another layer of that like not using actors who have to like you know try to access an experience that they've never had these kids get it kind of a deal even though they're like yeah. 16 and 17 at the time of filming they understand the characters that they're portraying and it just that authenticity is still felt 10 years later it like, is like i said yeah i'm watching a 2021 lens and i'm like all of this is still very poignant and he handled it joe very carefully i feel i wasn't like pandering and it wasn't mm -hmm. abusive um and yeah. you know so I, I'm, I'm, I'm very torn when it comes to stuff like this. Obviously, this is Afro horror, so we're trying to elevate Black people in front and behind the camera. Um, right. But there, the, as an incident like this, I'm like, we never would have gotten in this movie without Joe. So I'm happy that we have it. Same thing with Craig Brewer, who I've interviewed before, who just did the new um, Coming to America 2, and he mm. did Hustle and Flow, and um, a lot of um, Empire. He's a white dude, I think from Philadelphia as well. Um, but he he has a way of of translating the black experience and making it authentic by putting the right yeah. people in place um that i'm like i i don't know i'm torn on this but i i like these these artists i love craig and i love i love joe so um i think this is the way to do it if you're not mm -hmm. going to be a person of color or especially a black person taking a story this is the way to do it you kind of yeah. lean on your actors 
to deliver what you need to deliver. And you just let the themes mm-hmm. be there. Because John Boyega, first movie, ridiculous. Just like, uh. <laughs> I, I hated Moses in the beginning. I really did. Yeah, he's not lovable. He's not lovable at he's all. Not lovable right. at all. He's definitely the anti-hero and like from from getting scratched in the face from the alien and no, with the alien crashing in the car and him going, mm-hmm. "Oh, we can steal something from this car." And I'm like, "Right. Yo, you need to calm down. You just robbed a lady. You took taking the ring is also very personal for me. They never that never follows through. He gives it back, but it's never yeah. she says it's nothing, but it's it's mm-hmm. a gold band and as a woman who doesn't wear jewelry a lot, if I'm wearing a gold band, it's going to mean something. It's usually a gift from, I thought it was a gift from her mother. Something like that. Yeah. They never Beyonce. specifically say significance is. Yeah. Yeah. But when he takes that, that's kind of like the last straw for me. I'm like, you don't need that. You don't need that. Yeah. And that like, I take the money, whatever the cards, I get it. Cause you have to survive, but the ring is not going to do you shit. It, it's a, it seems like a very sentimental value. And that's when I, I really hated Moses. I was like, see, that's where I draw the line. Like you have to have some sort of code with the mm-hmm. ceiling mm-hmm. shit. Um, yeah. And then he tries to break in the car and he gets scratched in the face <laughs> by the <laughs> alien. Yep. But and then, then he breaks like, down the alien. Yeah. The immediate reaction is I just got my ass kicked. I'm going to go kick it ass. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not like, oh, like, there's no, we should get help because they don't believe in that. That's not, that's not their code. It's if someone messes with you, you mess with them. And that applies to extraterrestrials. <laughs> like, <laughs> Anyone can catch the fate, E.T., even you. Exactly. Exactly. The, so I have twin is. brothers. They're 16. One's, um, and they're fraternal twins. So they're very different. What, the older one, his name is Lenny. He's older by 20 minutes. And he reminds me so much of Moses. Like, no, he's not mm. robbing people, but the attitude of like, I'm the leader. I'm strong. I am mad. Yeah. Um, and I'm, no one hurts me. I hurt them. And it made me so sad for a second. Cause I'm like, that's teenagers. That's a 15 year old in the movie. Moses is 15 right. and my brother is 16. Uh, and I look at him sometimes I've had this conversation with him and I go, you mm-hmm. think, you know, everything you think yeah. you have all the answers and you don't know shit. And mm. I'm 31 <laughs> and I still don't know shit. So if I don't know that's shit, true. so I, I like, I love this character in Moses because while I, you know, externally really hated him internally. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a child who yeah. he knows everything and has a handle on everything. He has no idea. Mm-hmm. And he also seems so much older than the other boys. I don't know. Like, I think that's how I read it the first time, which makes like the end reveal of like his actual age, like a moment yeah. sort of a thing. But like, there's a part of him that does feel like, and that's why he's the leader. He's the biggest, he's the strongest, he's the yeah. oldest. But at the same time, like, he is only 15, but he yeah. takes that responsibility so seriously. And you can see that in his features and just like all of this again, plays to like John Boyega's talent and the level he brought to the character. But like, even so we were just talking about how like we see the introduction of hi-hat in Ron's, in Ron's weed room. But like, it's that moment that hi-hat tells him like, Hey, I want you to start selling like some higher level of drug kind mm-hmm. of a thing. I assume it's like, I, I have no idea what it, I'm such a square. Like I know nothing about <laughs> drugs or anything like that. But like the, like what I got from that was, oh, this is his idea of being a man. He has no other, like he has no other example. And this is how you become a man in his eyes and getting high hats approval, no matter how horrible high hats is, is so important to him. Yeah. And it's like that he's like, when he walks out and he's all proud and the guys start like, you know, jumping all over him, he's proud of himself. But like, that's, the, that's the only level he's been taught to aspire to. 
like well and then and that it, reveal it that yeah. they give later and it was so beautifully done i love Ooh. when movies don't spoon feed you and yes. it's, it's samantha and she's downstairs they're about to set up we're skipping ahead because it, it's relevant but <laughs> we'll get there soon she's in the apartment downstairs and she's gonna blow it up and she's on the phone and she's looking around his apartment with moses and she goes mm. you have a younger brother and he's like no yeah He's got Spider-Man, like, bed covers. Yeah, they're, like, superhero bed sheets that he has, yeah. yeah. He's obviously, he's a child, and it really hits mm-hmm. her. She's like, damn, this is a kid. And she goes, right. you live alone? No, I live with my uncle. He comes and goes, goes a lot. And I'm like, right. okay, so he's alone. He's by himself, clearly no parents. He's living with an uncle, so he has no adult supervision to look after him. He's mm-hmm. a child. He hasn't, he, he, he's 15, but he's still sleeping in Spider-Man sheets, which means he, right. he you know... Is, is stunted in some way um mm-hmm. and, and it's a lot and it's so good just the, how john delivers it on the phone and it's just very mm-hmm. just like and you feel so sad for him yeah. in that moment and i'm like okay i hated you i hated you and now i'm like <laughs> oh i'm so sorry that you you probably would have been a great kid if you got a chance yeah yeah really smart like, like he's smart He's very smart. And the entire crew is like, yeah, that's another thing I love about this movie as opposed, like, not that I don't love stranger things. Like, let's not start that lie. Cause that's not right, true. Right. But one of the things that I love about this movie in that same vein is that these kids know what to do. And yeah. they like, they're actually very effective yeah. at all of the tactics they come up with to defend themselves and to save the block. Like they come up with good ideas. Using, with like, no guns. This is so yeah, funny because this is in America. We would open up a closet in the back of um <laughs> hats room and have an arsenal of weapons and go exactly. pick your favorite. And everyone just yeah. know how to use it. But no, this is the UK and all they have is knives and shit and bats. Yeah. And they use they what have, they got. They have a samurai sword, some bats, right. and like they, like when they take off, like, well, I don't want to skip ahead, but like all of the vehicles they use. To right. like get around just like the way that they are so childish but so effective in the way that like they know how to use them and to like escape and just they're very smart kids and that's very i love that kids. the movie doesn't dumb them down yeah and again if they had the resources and the support they you could be doing great things but mm-hmm. that's kind of the point and we'll get to the end because the end left me very upset <laughs> like <laughs> very upset um okay so the next part says more objects fall from the sky. Edgar, mm-hmm. sorry, not Edgar, eager to fight the creatures, the gang arm themselves and go to the nearest crash site. However, they find these aliens are much larger and threatening. Fleeing mm-hmm. the aliens, the gang are intercepted by two policemen accompanying Samantha and Moses is arrested. The aliens follow Moses and Maul, the unarmed officer, to death, leaving Samantha and Moses trapped inside a van. Dennis reaches the vehicle and drives away, only to crash into um, Hi-Hat's car. Samantha runs away while the rest of the gang catches uh, up and confronts Hi-Hats and his henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, Samantha, so this is so funny. And I, because at first, this is where America and the UK must draw, or this must be a movie device. Because when the, when the cop goes, you should come with us to identify them. I go, what? No. I did the same thing, like through this watch, like through this watch. I was like, how in the hell is she allowed to do this? Right. <laughs> like, like, but she's a white lady, so I'm also like, I believe it. There's all <laughs> that. We can suspend our disbelief for that. <laughs> but to Samantha's credit, look, Samantha's tough as fuck. Samantha lives yeah. in the ends by herself because her. Mm-hmm. we find out her boyfriend is in um, Africa. <laughs> it's such a funny scene. He's in Africa oh, God, doing uh, um, 
I guess not Dr. Sharp Red Cross. Orders, Red Cross yeah. stuff. Yeah. Press is like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with the UK children? <laughs> They're not exotic mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Hilarious. Oh. But she's by herself. She has to ca- take care of herself. So she does get robbed and she makes a decision. Um, you know, a nice little lady walks her home. She's like, no, I'm not okay. Then she goes straight mm-hmm. to police. And, you know, again, this is a 2021 lens to 2011 lens, but it's all the same. It's just like mm-hmm. she has every right to go to the cop. She was robbed. Was she, she was. not supposed she to? Mm-hmm. But um if this was if this movie was in the united states i would i would probably disagree with that because i was like oh they're gonna kill these kids <laughs> yeah yeah they're gonna kill and these it's kids. it's really set, like watching the scene where moses is initially arrested and they take him down just with such force like yeah they are yeah. running away but like he's running away on a bike like that's that's a kid and like take him down a little forcefully but like moses does like and i hate to say it this way but he does survive that encounter like yeah. and that's talking about it in a 2021 lens there is sort of like just a fear and i assume like i can't imagine was like watching it for the first time and with sort of everything we've been through in the last year and definitely you know and all the time before that but just in that just moses does survive that and there is it's still heartbreaking to watch it happen it has great and the relationship between moses and samantha has great 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 area like wonderful Mm. character complexity because he's in the back in the police in the bobby car wherever they call it in the cage in the cage which Uh again very fancy way to arrest someone a little bad (laughs) we don't have that very spacious you know um and then there's that scene where the the alien attacks the cops and kills him and she goes to the back and then they have this like face-off nicholas cage like um, john travolta's scene and totally her looking at each other and it's like well samantha yes he mugged you but if you leave him in the car you're no better you are yeah. no better if you leave him. You have him. no protection. You have nothing if you Not go out there Not even that. Alone. Like, morally, like, mm-hmm. y- he could be killed. This is true. This is also true. And mm-hmm. does, he, does he deserve to be killed because he robbed you? No. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it, you could tell the moment there is just like, I do I let him out? Or, like, we just caught him. He mugged me. But, but at the <laughs> same time, like, there's something killing things out there. And- right. Well, that, like, goes back to, like, the reference of, like, so whenever she goes to, like, the old lady stops her, the old lady, like, mentions that, like, the kids have big dogs that they stick on people. Right, right. So, like, for some reason, Sam deduces that these are dogs that are attacking the van, and they're attacking, and, like, I don't know, like, how she, like, how she figures or where her logic is in this moment, because I don't think it's there, but, like, they're not going to attack him, they're just going to attack the officers, kill them, and then probably kill her. And then who knows yeah. what chaos will do. She's not right, obviously. Right. But it's that she's so afraid she's not even thinking logically yeah. in that moment. It's like, just, it's interesting. It's like uh, human relationships are so complex. And, and they the way they, they arc, those two characters arc afterwards and forgiveness and, and whatnot, it's just really wonderful. Because he mm-hmm. Moses atones throughout this whole film. Yes. From the second he hurts that creature, well, from the second he hurts that um, woman, he mugs the woman, um, mm-hmm. he is having, he's getting punished and he's atoning. Yes. The whole film. Um, mm-hmm. His first, and the big, and we find out later, his biggest mistake is if he never would have killed that alien, mm-hmm. they would have been fine. And the block would have mm-hmm. been fine. 
because yeah. it had nothing to do with him. It was it was his ego about being a big, strong man and that letting yep. something scratch his face that put him mm-hmm. in the position. So as he realizes that over the film and gives us this wonderful ending, I'm just like, we all have to face that some someday. Like we people mm-hmm. make mistakes and sometimes it's huge mistakes that affect other people's yeah. lives. Um, mm-hmm. And he ends up losing a lot of people he cares about because of that mistake. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, kid, that's a lesson. Like you think petty theft doesn't affect people's life, but Samantha's would be forever. If, if aliens didn't even come, she'd be forever changed by that emotionally. She'd be scared, probably racist, <laughs> because she every well, black probably. team she saw after that, right? And the next black mm-hmm. team who took from her would get shot if, or stabbed yeah. in England. So um it's like a it's a ripple effect of of responsibility. Um and I love that he learns this kind of like tough lesson about it mm-hmm. um so they they okay the gang try to flee to windham tower a tower block but are attacked by the aliens biggs is forced mm-hmm. to hide and pest is bitten on the leg they find samantha lives in their building and persuades her to treat pest's leg an alien bursts in and moses kills it with the samurai sword realizing that the group was not lying about the creatures being extra extraterrestrial samantha joins them um so i, I skipped over the part but so hi-hat henchman hi-hat yeah. has a gun so it changes everything because yeah. he's like, you know, like gang, you know, people have guns in England. Uh, we're in oh. America. It's like, you have a gun. I have a gun. What do you want to do? Yeah. Um, we all got him. So <laughs> we all got him. Put it away. But his henchman, he goes, take a look at what that is and holds the gun to him. And his henchman goes, and I'm like, you're going to have to shoot me. Shoot oh, me. Oh, poor Tonks. Poor yeah. Tonks. Like, I'm not he, going. Like, and he's like, I, I honestly love that character. It was like back in like Ron's weed room when he was like complimenting when he thought it was a puppet. Like yeah. that endears you so much to that character, and then that entire scene where he looks like he's like, "Oh man, you go over there and do it." You're like, "No, Tom, don't do it, man." <laughs> like, you. yeah, no. And then he ends up dying, and and they say mm-hmm. that Hi Hats is so sad about his friend dying that that's why he's pursuing the game. But I think it's more so just like no one kills my friend but me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody is the, his like whole stance of like, "This is my block. I run right. this." Like. It's that same mentality of you attack me, I have to kill you. Like that yeah. is, and it's a great mirror cult. for Moses. Like Moses, you yes. will turn into this person if you do yes. not stop, and that's not good. Absolutely. No, like, it's, God, it's no. one thing to protect your community, and because you know, not to, I'm not going to say it, but I know some people who are in the life or who were in the mm-hmm. life and they're better now, but they, again, yeah. they always had a moral code. It was like we don't hurt people, we take care of our own, whatever, whatever hi-hats is not that he doesn't care about people he doesn't care about anyone of himself and moses was was turning into that um at Mm -hmm. some point and he was going Mm -hmm. to fall into that trap if he did not go through this experiment uh, experience i really do love because you know i write as well so there's a lot of there's an a story here which is moses obviously and the extraterrestrials and the grew there's the b Mm -hmm. story which is moses and um samantha and their kind of like arc as well and then there's a C story of hi hats. And then there's even a D story of the other kid who's like in the trash can. He's <laughs> like, why did no one save me? Trash yeah. <laughs> but he's kind of like hanging out there. So there's a, there's so many layered stories through this, which I, which I really love. And they all end up together mm-hmm. at the end. Um, okay. So the next part says, Oh, we talked about, okay. So now they're in Samantha's apartment and my, my baby pest is bleeding out and she is a nurse and if they don't, if she doesn't help him, like he could bleed to death. And she, she, she does hesitate because yes, these people robbed me. And, and she does have a very feel for moment, which is not white lady, Karen crazy. They're 
young, how do I say this? I'm going to be very, very careful saying this because I, for one, know, uh, I remember the Central Park 8, Central Park 6. What was it? Central Park, Central Park 5. Yeah. Central Park 5 and Uh how horrible that was and the accusations Mm -hmm. that went against them. Um, so okay. I'm not trying to say that all teenage boys, especially all teenage boys of color, are are going to be sexual assaulters. But as a woman, it is a very real fear to be in a room full of men, especially when they have robbed you before. Um, and your first thought is, I'm going to get sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. she feels. And they very quickly, very quickly go, lady, we're not going to touch you. Like, yeah. we rob people, but that's a whole sub-level that we don't do. And I love that. I love that they drove that very clear line. Like, no, who do you think we are? And there's a whole theme of monsters Mm -hmm. in this film, right? Like the aliens Mm -hmm. are quote unquote monsters, but we find out the aliens aren't actually monsters. They're mating. They're just animals doing what animals do. And then Samantha thinks Moses and his crew are monsters, but they're not actually monsters. They're kids trying to survive. So I mm-hmm. love the I, I love the the themes that are running here of like perception is everything because Moses is so gung ho about um, killing these aliens, but when we come to learn their past history, and I, I who is it? Is it who's who's the the guy? Is it Bruis? Bruis? Oh, yeah. that like the kind of kind of like stoner white dude who's just always yeah. around. Yeah. And it's Bruis who has to break it down and say um, they are animals. They are mating. This is what animals do. They mate. And uh, this is a natural thing. So we can't hate them for doing exactly what they've been doing across the universe. You just happen to kill Mm -hmm. the only female. And that's why they're coming for you. It's not personal. Like, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or that it makes it personal with, you know, the blood being on Moses the entire time. Like, they know who to attack. And it's... yeah. They say on him. <laughs> like, they, you know, the, you know, other, and you, can we talk about the creatures real quick? Cause what? So cool. Yeah, please. So cool. Uh, One of the boys say he's black as black, blacker than my cousin. And I thought that was so funny. Um, <laughs> but they are, they're really like furry dog, like creatures. So black, mm-hmm. pitch black with really glowy teeth and eyes. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It's it, for me, like that's another thing about this movie that it's, why it's so impressive that it's still so good 10 years later is that combination of practical effects like i don't know if you've seen like any of the behind the scenes stuff of the stunt performer who was in the suit oh you've got to see it just because he has basically these like like these prop legs essentially that help him stand up taller and all of like the galloping and stuff he's done is all practical effects like to the point where like he was studying gorillas, horses, hyenas, like things like that oh, to like wow. basically give that full effect. And it is it's scary to watch it without the CGI like sort of paint over that uh, eventually took place. Like just watching him in the practical suit is honestly like if you saw that running at you down the street, you'd run too. <laughs> like yeah, and fantastic. they're really like they're really scary, but they're also not salacious. Like when you think alien. You could go mm-hmm. Mars attack alien, you know, sure. you could go really, but, but, but surfacely the term alien just means not on earth. It could be any, right. it could be any creature outside um, of this planet and it could look like you and me, but that's really what the term means. So I really like that they took it. They do look like big dogs. So yeah, it is going to make it harder for people to believe you when they're just like, there was an alien attack or you just got attacked by a dog. Like, yeah. 
And the way that's so dark that they sort of just blend with the, like the first time you truly see one of those creatures in the light, it is just, it plays so well. They did such a beautiful job with all of the effects around those. And even like to the point where like green glowing teeth are still very frightening in this movie. Like, I want this costume. I want, I want, I want this costume really bad. Um, Oh, for sure. The next part we're going to get into is actually one of my favorite parts of this entire Mm -hmm. film. Although this was, it's my favorite part of the film, but it's also probably my biggest critique of the film. And we'll read it and we'll talk about it. Um, So Mm -hmm. the gang try to flee the Wyndham Tower, but attacked by aliens. Biggs is forced to hide. Oh, wait, I already read that. It's the next part. Sorry. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. gang moves upstairs to a flat owned by Tia, Dimplos, Diana, and Gloria, believing that their security gate will keep them safe, the aliens instead attack from the outside, smashing through the windows and decapitating Dennis. The girls believe mm-hmm. them to be focus uh, them to be the focus of the creatures and kick them out of the flat. Hi hats and two more henchmen attack the gang, but the alien arrives and chases them. Hi hats and the henchmen into a lift. Only hi hats make it alive. Okay, it's so this is my mm-hmm. favorite part, but also my biggest critique: the women, the the young girls. Yes, please. These talk about girls that. are smart, smart strong uh, uh savvy women young women mm-hmm. i should say especially tia she yes. smells moses bullshit and he would be a better man if if she, if she would allow not not she would allow but if he would allow himself to be loved by her because she yes. says you're always doing this shit you're better than this shit why are you doing no. this? Like, you know, you need to do better, especially when she finds out that they robbed Samantha. She goes, why? Why would you do that? Um, yeah, she immediately shuts that shit down. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why is it always, pro- like, right. I think she says, why is it always trouble with you? Like, not, and not in this way that is like condescending and I just know more than you. It's, I know you're better than this. Like, why do you continue yeah this, this bullshit like yeah she she really yeah. wants him she i feel like there's there's definitely chemistry there he definitely mm-hmm. likes her and he feel he's, oh, yeah. he's giving he's crossing out his chest by saying all these things and she's not impressed she's ne- not never not a want never not, not a once does she take any of it it's like oh my god he's so strong oh my god he's so this. No. like she no. kind of teases him a little bit in the beginning like she does oh mm-hmm. you think you're so cool you're out here killing aliens and all that stuff because mm-hmm. she I, for me, uh, Tia is, is someone who's been around the block. Get it? <laughs> um, she has seen everything. Uh, like a, young, a lot of the kids in this, this project, yeah. seen everything, been through everything, and she wants better. I can already tell yeah. off the bat, she doesn't want this life. She wants better. And mm-hmm. that she is attracted to Moses. And he, she does recognize that he's smart and capable, but she cannot be with him while he's like this. Yeah. And you, like, it's, it. it's kind of that... It's that like same dichotomy from like something like Black Panther, where you right. have Chala yeah. who like he only knows like how to fight in this war, but then you have someone like Nakia who only sees peace and reason, kind of a thing. Like yeah, she understands that there's a fight and that she has to be like strong enough to fight in it, but it's right. like she'll never choose that violence. And Tia is never going to choose that that violence. Like of so. it. She knows she how wants to better fight. for herself, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, what I love is a woman who knows her boundaries and she doesn't fall into toxicity mm-hmm. on purpose because a lot of us fall into it by accident. But she, she, knows, she said, I deserve better. You deserve better. And I want to wait till you get better because it's not happening. Yeah. And this, this is not going to date me. <laughs> right. I'm not mm-hmm. doing this. And all the mm-hmm. girls, they fight. They're not prissy yes, queens by any means. 
Oh, I don't know if you picked up on this line, but when Sam, when they're walking up to the flat, Sam goes like, why is this apartment so much safer than mine? Like, why can't we just stay? And I think uh, Dennis goes, she would not be asking that if she ever she saw, saw these girl girls fight. fight. <laughs> like, Hilarious. Favorite. I oh. love that. I was like, yeah, that's, yes. I was like, all right. And it's great because we don't get to spend a lot of time with the girls, but little lines like that mm-hmm. service their character to go, oh, these are some bad bitches. Like we right. messing with some, some, you think this group of guys is badass? I bet these women mm-hmm. would walk circles around their ass. Absolutely. <laughs> they beat their ass. Like, they would beat their ass. ass. And steal from them. That's why we love them. If they didn't have their own moral code, which is we're not doing all that stuff. We're going to want better sure. from ourselves. They so. only fight when they have to, but when they have to, whoever's on the opposite side is going to lose as the aliens yes. do find out. But <laughs> this, this is my only critique for the film. You give sure. us such great, strong female, young female character, especially a, a beautiful black queen as Tia. Mm-hmm. She gets one fight scene and then she's gone. And I get it because she's gone there. But it doesn't seem like in mm-hmm. Tia's character to me to bail on Moses like this. Yeah. She, she no, makes I the line, the comment, oh, they're coming after you. We don't want to be a part of that mess. That seems disingenuous for who you told me Tia was. Tia is a ride or die. She wants mm-hmm. better for, for Moses. But for me, I, in my head, she she was going to go. She was going to, all right, this shit is real and y'all right. need our help because y'all are idiots. I don't no, foresee I'm, her kicking them out. No. Yeah, I love that. I think I love the ver- that version of the movie so much yeah. more. Like, if they would have stuck around. Because they were, I mean, they killed one with an ice skate. Like, these girls right. know, like, they would have been beneficial to the team. But I do. No, actually, it's when yeah. Tia took that lamp. She said, fuck. <laughs> she took that way literally a stick taser out of it I said resourceful like, queen a resourceful <laughs> queen <laughs> like why aren't they on the team I'm like why God, like, God love, like a character like Jerome but like Jerome didn't contribute as much right. as like Dimples right. and Tia <laughs> like, that, that's my only critique so keep yeah. Hess obviously but the other two are gonna die anyway kill some yeah. of the other girls keep Tia and, and um, Dimples and, yeah. and we could have had a real, you know, like, little gang gang story. I, I gotta agree. I do. I love. I love the way that John Boyega plays the scene. Like when they tell him, like, right. you know, this is this is because of you. And that like moment where he looks out, he knows more creatures are coming. He can hear them. And that like one single tear that falls down his face because he knows, like, he does feel that responsibility. It hits him so hard. But I do agree. Like, I think it's just for that moment. And not necessarily what would have made a better story. Like, I, th- I do think that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking about it too. And as you just said that, I'm like, Moses wouldn't have grown if he had Tia there. That's like, true. That's true. She would have taken care yeah. of it. It would have been, yeah. all right, this is what we're going to do. Sit the fuck down. We're going to figure this out. I'm like, I got this. <laughs> yep. Um. So, so I get why she can't be service involved. So I guess I take my critique mm-hmm. back because Moses needs to do this on his own. And Tia is, is helping to teach him in this lesson that mm-hmm. you make a big mess like this. Like you started all of this. You need to fix it. I'm not going to help you, mm-hmm. um, which is cold blooded, yeah. but also, okay, girl, you a survivalist. I see that's survival. That's survivalist. <laughs> that's I survival. I do the same. Mm. Oh, can I say one more thing about the scene in the girl's apartment? Yes. I, um, so I think we kind of touched on, on this already, but they kind of do break down in that moment where they suspect that, you know, this wasn't something, this a random occurrence. Like right, Moses right. compares it to them bringing drugs into the end, bringing violence and guns into yeah. the end. And that um, now there's aliens and it's because 
you know, oh, the government, higher powers the, that yeah, be, the we're not killing each other off fast enough. Right. I was like, that moment just floors me every time. And like, yeah. they they end the moment very quickly with a laugh from Tess because he's like, yeah, man, believe. And they're like, yeah. maybe you don't comment on this. But right, exactly. at the same time, it doesn't like take away from like exactly what he's saying in that moment and why this movie is like, so different and better and why it truly works is the level of danger that we're seeing here based on like just the entire concept that attack the block is based around who wouldn't think that that was maybe a possibility like no that's brilliant and 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 the name you know attack the block at first i was confused i I was like why mm -hmm. isn't it called attack on the block but i get Mm -hmm. it now attack the block it's not just the aliens it's like you said it's the police it's the drugs it's the gangs it's it's the poverty it's Mm -hmm. the racism it's everything um so it's a current it's a current and consistent attack the block like uh, the block is being attacked consistently Mm -hmm. from from all ends all ends um (laughs) no i love that moment and that's why that 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 moment caught me off guard because at first you're like oh this is a fun kitschy little alien film and then it gets levels like that and you're like whoa yeah. we're talking about putting dropping crack into the projects and and again exactly. i'm american so i don't know mm-hmm. shit so don't come for me but i was like the uk y'all go through this yeah damn yeah oh, they didn't have black people mm-hmm. everywhere gotta go through this like i thought the it's uk everywhere. was like, oh, better than us but mm-hmm. y'all going through the same shit we are so the same shit different country that's it's all it is better mm-hmm. accent like mm-hmm. <laughs> um thank you for reminding me that because i would hate if we skipped mm-hmm. over that all right, yeah. so now we're, we're like, oh, making we our way. That. No, no, that would not be Afro horror if we didn't talk about that. Um, they're making their way upstairs to Ron's weed room. The gang runs into more aliens. They're using fireworks as distractions. Again, genius because there's no guns fucking here. Um, they manage to get through. Jerome becomes disoriented in the smoke and he's killed by the alien. Entering mm. Ron's flat, they find Hi Hats is waiting for them, who prepares to shoot Moses, but is then suddenly attacked and killed by the aliens who broke through the window. The group flee yep. and now are joined by Bruis, one of Ron's customers and a zoology student. Uh, Moses, Pest, Samantha retreat into the weed room while Ron hides in the flat. Okay, so much mm-hmm. here. So the first part is RIP Jerome. I don't, you didn't yeah. deserve to die like that. It was very mm-hmm. sad. But that mm-hmm. whole Halloween scene is brilliant because they're oh, well using done. fireworks. It's gay, it's Guy, Guy Fox Day, which I guess yeah. is similar to, I don't know, UK people don't drag me, similar to our 4th of July-ish, maybe? It's, it's kind of like that, I think it's, so it's like observed as when a member of the gunpowder plot was arrested while guarding explosives. That's all I okay, okay. kind of know about it. Mm. Cool. So that's why we have all the fireworks. So if, if this movie was in America, it would take place in Fourth of July because oh, totally. kids have fireworks yeah. now. All of those fireworks in our country would be illegal, illegal <laughs> to own. But that doesn't mean shit, right? Because these kids, you know, are from the ends. They don't care about illegal fireworks. Mm-hmm. But I love that they've got just arsenals of of little fire okay so it's brilliant because again this is the uk so these kids don't have guns and they had a gun and it was fake it turned out it was fake it was a water gun which oh, is yeah, really from, sad that's from, how from uh, Probs and mayhem yeah Probs and mayhem. Love pests, i love Probs and mayhem <laughs> they were yeah many many pests so and moses in training were hilarious yeah. Um, oh my god! So we're using fireworks to kind of navigate around here. Obviously, the aliens are disoriented because they don't know what that means. 
Um, mm. And then this hallway becomes in- enveloped with smoke. And so Jerome gets lost in that and he does get, you know, attacked. But to Pest's credit, broken mm-hmm. ankle and all, and all, torn ligaments, he goes back for his friend and he's so brave. Yes, so yeah. brave. Like, mm-hmm. I really love that because that wouldn't be me, but I love when other people do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, I have to loot it, but like, I don't know that that's I'm me. not doing that. <laughs> keep up people um and then we get okay so hi-hat's death is so satisfying that this is why i can see why it's an r rating because america sucks but this was that scene where he's laying on the his back his eyes are wide in fear there's five or six aliens around him and they rip off pieces of his face i'm like yes it's a good gore scene like him and tonks's death of like the throat rip like it's that's well it's well done good gory horror like it it's is, really well done. it works it, it re- works it really beautifully does. and it, this movie has a, a really good balance because there are kids in this film of like some lightheartedness and some mm-hmm. like studio scares but then also like some really gory really deep shit i love it it's like a good flow mm-hmm. literally perfect honestly i don't think i yeah. would change anything about this movie outside of that one comment i made earlier which i'm taking yeah. back now because <laughs> i understand <laughs> it so and then brilliantly mm-hmm. um they go into uh ron's weed room and they're hiding there and Pest is like oh my god all this weed and no papers and it's just so it's so cute <laughs> I'm just like that would be a um, nightmare too but yeah Pest if I'm just yeah. sitting there like I could get high but there's no papers <laughs> but we have nothing god just nothing. take me just put me out there <laughs> but it's brilliant because yeah. and we're reading the next part in the weed room Bruce notices a luminescent stain on Moses's jacket under the ultraviolet light Bruce theorizes that the aliens are like spores drifting through space on solar winds until they chance on a habitable planet. After landing the area with enough food, the female lets off a strong pheromone to attract the male creatures so that they can mate and propagate the species. Moses persuades the rest of the gang to return Samantha's uh, stolen ring and they form a plan. And as Samantha has not been stained with the alien pheromone, she can go to Moses' flat and turn on the gas oven. So, the weed plants need the ultraviolet light, you know, it's, yeah. it's pseudo sunlight so they can grow because at this time in the UK, I don't know what the laws are now, uh, but I live in California. Mm-hmm. It's legal over here. But at the time, like, oh, we are so lucky. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we have medical. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, we, we free and we're out smoking at lunch and we're all happy as hell out here and hungry the way the world um, should be the way the world should be <laughs> they should just federally make it legal at this point because i think new yeah. york just made it legal and like yeah. someone else is right behind them like just mm-hmm. across the board yeah i'll look st- it would make no sense for me to be able to smoke in california come to visit you and get arrested no that would i'm sorry it just doesn't just that doesn't. would piss me the fuck off like mm-hmm. so bad um so the light, they need the lights, and then they can see the the pheromones all over mm-hmm. Moses because he killed this this creature, yeah. and you can tell he feels He's bad about it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he feels bad about it now. Um, and then we're we're back in the place where the actual dead body of the creature is because they took it there. So it's a wonderful cir- full circle moment. And as a filmmaker looking at it, they they are literally on the street and then in this building, just on different floors. It's brilliant, mm-hmm. honestly, brilliant, brilliant. Um. So they scan Samantha. She doesn't have pheromones on her, so she's going to go down to the oven. She successfully bypasses the aliens and turns on the gas in the flat. She leaves the tower block and Moses with the corpse of the small aliens strapped to his back 
in a really cool slow motion scene, runs to the gas-filled apartment with the aliens following him. He throws the corpse into the apartment and uses the fireworks to ignite uh, the room and leaps out the window. They resulting in, um, sorry, it results in an explosion that kills all the aliens and leaves a portion of the block in flames. Um, and I'm going to read this last part because it's all together. In the mm-hmm. aftermath, Moses, Pest, Brewis, and Ron are arrested and held responsible for the deaths around the block. The police then asked Samantha to identify Moses and his friends as those who killed everyone, including two police officers they had arrested earlier. Instead, Samantha corrects them by saying that all of the boys are her neighbors and they protected her. In the back of the police van, Moses and Pest hear the residents of the block cheering for Moses. They both smile. All right. So first of all, brilliant plan. Really cool. Like, hey, I'm going to yeah. turn on the gas stove. I'm going to carry this dead body. This little body's legs are just flipping along. <laughs> and it really makes you see how different the female is from these the men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a little dainty thing. And also, it's really sad. Um, I know we're not animals and animals do this. But the whole idea of these little female creatures getting gangbanged to reproduce yeah. just makes me super sad. You make it a point. Gotta say you're making a point. But I know, they do. I know they have to do it. Right? She's very tiny. Right. Those are really big dogs. And <laughs> there's a lot of them. And it's just one of her. Yeah. So I'm sad she lost her life. But also, like, maybe it was for the best. So it's got a break. <laughs> but also, like, did John Boyega, like, or I'm sorry, did Moses, was he a colonizer? Did he wipe out an entire species? I mean, he kind of did. He kind of did. did. He wiped out a species, my dude. Like, hmm that's why I'm all for like mind your business. You see an alien in a car, it's not your business. You don't need that's to. That's over it. there. I don't. It's over there. <laughs> because they had a whole sexual game going on, and you interrupted the sexual game, and then you wiped out mm-hmm. an entire species, and now it's like someone's dad's not coming home, and that's sad. Right. Now you've made a war. That's that's now, what you've now done. Now it's a war. Attack <laughs> block two. That's what it's called. Attack <laughs> block two. What the fuck? <laughs> like, mm. That's real alien versus predator that's what we should have <laughs> that's what it should be um so, okay so i will say this bitch almost had me at the end she yeah. identifies him and for a moment i was like white women <laughs> <laughs> the betrayal <laughs> i was ready to throw my remote at the TV. I was like, I know this bitch did it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if she did. <laughs> right. Because they're like, don't, in, don't let them intimidate you, miss. Like, tell us what happened. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay, sugar. Tell us what you see. We got you. Right. Like, it was very, that dialogue is really awful. Very that. Um, yeah. But it, 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 but then she does the right, she doesn't do it enough for me, honestly. I would be like, yeah. unhand them, uncuff them right now. They saved yeah. our lives. How dare Sam you? Sam needs to be getting keys and unlocking right. everybody and getting out. them out of the van. Use that white woman privilege, Samantha, and really oh, call girl. some ham because <laughs> you were a little too comfortable. They're my neighbors. They took, they protected <laughs> me. Bitch, what the fuck does that mean? Get me out of this but cage. I need specifics. Start telling the story now. There are two <laughs> police officers dead, bitch. You better be more than they protected right. me. What the fuck does that mean? So right. Let's elaborate. Done a little bit more. Right. <laughs> Please use your vocab words. Um, because <laughs> I, I wasn't feeling that. And I wasn't, you know, when that scene of Moses in the elevator opens up and the, they say, oh, I'm police. I was yeah. like, oh, he's screwed. He's in an elevator full of dead people. He, yeah. That's it. I said, RIP, mm-hmm. my dude, you dead. Yeah. In America, they would have shot your ass. But oh yeah, it's not even a question. I think that's how we see that scene as Americans. Like that elevator opens up, he's holding a sword, and there's nothing but bits of dead people around him. 
yeah, Moses doesn't make it out yes, of the elevator. He's, yeah, holding on a like, sword. He looks just like, oh, I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not going to make it. Um, mm-hmm. So the reason why the ending upset me, and I, I love a dichotomy mm. ending. I love a cliffhanger ending. But in my head, I'm doing the logistics, right? Because that's I'm like, okay, sure. you blew up the apartment. So you probably blew up all of the aliens and their little pieces, but they still yeah. look like motherfucking dogs. They don't look like fucking aliens. Mm-hmm. So it just looks like you went around the block killing people and dogs and blowing up your apartment. You need a damn good lawyer. And no matter Mm -hmm. what this crazy white lady says, there are still two two police officers dead that are not accounted for. So in my head, I'm like, they go in the jail for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. This is not the happy ending I want. No, I, I have to agree with that now. I think that 10 years, you know, 10 years later, I remember seeing this movie initially and the ending honestly made me cry because I was like, just so proud that like, Oh, it ended happy. You know what mm. I mean? But living through the last 10 years, um, there is that, that's not how this would go. And I get it. Like yeah, also we're dealing with like a sci-fi horror movie. Like please just like a gesture, just yeah. disbelief and enjoy the movie. Like I try, right, I try to right. tell myself that sometimes. I, same, but at the same I time, like, we're grown. We can't help, but you know, deal with the reality part of watching even our most favorite and most outlandish plots kind of video. We can't help but put that right. into reality. Because aliens, really in that. Right. There's yeah. aliens in the movie. I get that. And you know, whether you believe or not, that's up for discussion. But what's, what's real is police intimidation, brutality in the justice system. Yeah. Um, and there's, in my head, I'm like, y'all, that, y'all going to jail. Right. Mm. Like it's, I love that. I, I think that like, from a from a societal standpoint and from the reality, like that's where it is. But also like if we go back to talking about like the code of the block and how they all work together and how they like how in that moment, like the block is cheering for him. They know what he did. And it's like it, it allows it to sit in the happy ending of that rather but than do they? Like, yeah. because that was yeah. my whole my whole thing. I was like, this sure. really sucks because those creatures only went for people that had pheromones with it. The one creature with That's the kid true. in the trash can, he went, yeah. he was going after him and then the rest were going after Moses. So no one saw, like even the kid in the, the trash can called his mom. She's like, what are you talking about? Get your ass home. Yeah. He's like, if I don't come That's home, I true. love you. So I'm like, no one really fucking knows. So are they cheering him on? Cause they know, or are they cheering him on? Because it's another black kid in their community being arrested and they're trying to support yeah. him either way. It's cool. But I really don't think yeah. anyone besides that white woman could, vouch for his story because they're not going to believe the drug dealer they're not going to believe the guy that's hot <laughs> you know that's and true. the, the kids forget it um so i don't mm. know man it makes me sad to think i'm like no one actually knows what happened because and that's what's brilliant about this film if it would if it mm. was just an alien attack like i thought it was and the whole community was catching it it probably wouldn't be as effective because like who's going to believe you mm. that no, no mm-hmm. one's seen these aliens but you they didn't that's bother true. anyone else they they didn't That's even true. bother Samantha when she was walking out right in front of them because they don't care. Yeah. So yeah, they don't perceive her as a threat ever. No. And it it seems like yeah, the whole pheromone thing is like a part of it, but it also seems like they only attack someone who is perceived as truly a threat, right. kind of a thing. Right. No, I I agree with that. It's kind of like um, not to just like reference another movie, but like with um like the different endings for Get Out. You know what I mean? Like if you yes. when you watch the original theatrical and it's the you know, he shows up, everything's fine, we're there, we're good. But then the other ending of, you know, Chris ending up in jail, 
like, yeah. and just dealing with the reality of like, you're in a house full of white people, it burned down, and everybody's dead. Like, who's gonna how believe do you, you think this who's is gonna, gonna go? You? Like, I mean, the, yeah. ending of, the, the ending we saw in theaters for Get Out is so bittersweet because at the end of the day, someone's gonna call the cops that these white people are dead, yeah. they're gonna trace it back to him. So, you know, that yeah. lingering, and no one's gonna believe you know him. It. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I try not to think about Get Out that much because then I, I get really sad. No, that's fair. And that's fair. But I, I think that same think about sort of thing ending. applies here. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah. To, I'm trying not to he be like, no, here. I just don't believe that white woman did what her white woman this had to do. And, and I don't know, took a picture. She no really one advocated for them. You know, what's funny. Yeah. They kept talking about credits. Like, oh, I have one credit, one credit. I was like, if y'all don't take yeah. a fucking picture. Right. <laughs> like, that, that is truly one of the only things that like dates this movie is like right. the lack yeah. of smartphone usage. And yeah. the fact that it's not there, they're all basically using, like, I, I guess, like, the U.S. equivalent would be, like, what were they, track phones? Like, yeah, yeah, had, like, clone phones. You know, I had when, I was, when I was a teen, like, it was just like yeah. that, getting, like, buying minutes for my phone, and that's what I had when yeah, I ran out of credit. Didn't talk to me anymore. Man, <laughs> minutes, are you waiting until 11.59 to get them new minutes? Because, you yeah, yep. that was a rough time for all of us. <laughs> Poor babies. Yep. But I was just like, all these flip phones, y'all need to just take a picture for evidence. Something. Like, I'm recording. I know yeah. it's not the best technology, but it was only 2011. Something, I mean, I guess something to say we were attacked. Yeah. Anything. Mm-hmm. But that was Attack the Block. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I loved it. I honestly, I mean, it only, it has a 6.6 on IMBD and that's just too low for me. I don't know doesn't what y'all want. Enough. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem high enough. Um, but I'm looking at the nominations. It was nominated for a BAFTA um, international film, black film critics, uh, black real awards. It, it, it did a lot and it did very well. And, um, I'm sad I didn't see it at the time it came out, but I'm happy I got to watch it now for this show and for you. Um, because I really did love it. I really did enjoy it. And I wish we had more movie. I, the saddest part about it is I can't compare another movie to it recently. And that's mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I wish we had more yeah. movies just like this. Just like this, because although there is mentions of race and identity within the community they live in, it's not the entire, there's not, it's not Moses's entire identity. Moses Mm -hmm. on the surface is a kid who wants to be an adult, but is not ready to be an adult. Um, So we get to see this black, um, uh, he's not a kid. Well, he's a young adult. We see this young black man struggling and it's like a coming of age movie to me almost like, yes. This is my bird. What, what's the movie? Greta Gerwig, Bird. Oh, Lady bird. bird. Lady Bird. This is my Lady yeah. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is my Lady Bird, and this oh. is what I want. Um, so we're gonna do we're gonna do our final thoughts on Attack the Blocks. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with my guest. What what are your final thoughts for this wonderfully enjoyable film? No, I mean, I think I've said it before a couple of times. This movie, my favorite thing about it, even now, is that it still just holds up. Like, 10 years later, the jokes aren't, like, you know, sometimes you watch, like, a stoner comedy or, like, a boy comedy from 10 years ago, and you go, ooh, like, it, it gets a little cringier. It makes you feel icky afterwards. This yeah. movie is still so solidly good in everything that it attempts to do. Like, yeah, we can watch it with a 2021 lens and have our own sort of different discussions about it. But yeah. it doesn't negate how good the movie still is. It's and it's only an hour and a half. It's an easy watch. Yeah, like, it was quick. That's what yeah. I yeah. It was mm-hmm. actually when the movie you not to interrupt you, but the movie ended, I was like, mm-hmm. wait, no. 
I'm, yeah. I'm American. We want our two-hour film. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Marvel's conditioned me. I can handle three hours. Let's right. just go. Where's the tag? Where's the tag? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was quick. You're right. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but it's just, I mean, just to kind of like wrap it up, like this movie still works for me. And um, I, I think you already touched that. I wish there were more Attack the Blocks. And I know they've yeah. talked about doing an Attack the Block too. They've definitely brought it up. I would love to see whatever that looks like, whether that's bringing back the original cast or, you know, bringing an entire new one. Give Tia her own film. Thank you. Bring the women in. Team them up. I would watch it in a heartbeat. (laughs) Not Um, even a question. But not even a sequel, just more movies like this featuring uh, young kids of color and and fun horror situations, like figuring it out. I want want it. Um, More, please. More please, and it, but again, mm-hmm. it'd be very different if this is America. Lots of guns. <laughs> it'd be yeah. very, very yeah. different. I'm so, I'm so happy there isn't an American Attack the Block remake. Like I'm so happy. Oh, that yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny you, you mentioned know. that because you know we love a good remake, but mm-mm. sure do. <laughs> no, don't touch this mm-hmm. shit, y'all. I don't trust none mm-hmm. of y'all to do it. Um, <laughs> My final thoughts on Attack the Block is what a surprising film. I went in thinking I was going to get like a a very serious almost horror film um and i i i did i get i got serious themes but a really fun ride and honestly the goonies on steroids um if they actually had were brave enough to kill the kids in goonies um and i only meant in the in the in the familial i don't mean like actual the goonies subplot so please don't come for me Mm -hmm. like this is nothing like the goonies i mean the friendships that the goonies had um which don't remake that movie ever um but I, I mean, John Boyega, my God, you are so talented. I always knew that. But watching this film, oh, wait, I didn't, oh, I ruined the drinking game. Allow it. We didn't even get to talk yeah. about my favorite oh, part. No. We did. Because we talked about it earlier. Allow it. Um, <laughs> amazing, amazing performance. Um, and honestly, I'm a little disappointed he hasn't done more. He's done a lot. Yeah. But to me, after watching that, his career should have, pew, like, way back again very underutilized in star wars should have had mm-hmm. his own led his own movie by now outside of attack the block yeah. which i know he's done a lot of indie stuff but i that's an action star okay you guys that is like tom cruise right there yes, in front is. of you he is the rock mm-hmm. he is the jason satham like why aren't we uplifting Holy. him to, why is he not bond he is an action star i don't understand I see that like this whole movie proved it to me mm-hmm. he's attractive he's endearing he's got this deep ass sexy voice um he looks mm-hmm. good in a suit and and he can act his ass off like that is he's an mm-hmm. action star so i want more mm-hmm. more leading action roles from him um it's it was a great movie i really enjoyed watching it and it's something that i i i you know Joe Cornish, John Boyega, obviously Edgar Wright, you genius, you effing genius, and uh, <laughs> great cast. Pest is amazing. What a great character. And I'm just grateful that I finally got a chance to watch it. So if you haven't got a chance to watch it and you listen to this whole thing, we did leave out a lot of stuff. There's a lot to cover. Um, we hit the mm-hmm. basic main points, but you should still watch it. And if you haven't seen it again in a little while, check it out again. It's fun. It, it definitely holds up after all this time. All right. So Ashley, as we wrap up, thank you so much for doing this and being a guest on the show. Please tell the people where they can find you online if you wish. No, sure. Absolutely. So um, like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a blogger or the lead blogger rather for True Tea Studios. So you can find us at 
truetpgh.com. That's T-R-U-E-T-P-G-H.com. Uh, that's where you can find all our articles and all our events there. We are like on a national level. So don't think just because you're not from the city, you can't engage with us there. I'm also on Instagram at uh, Lil Gayblerd is where I uh, pretty much do all of my posting there. Um, you can find my articles there as well, as well as just like, I like talking to other nerds. So feel free to hit me up. <laughs> like, you heard her. She likes talking to other nerds. Hit her up. If you, but if you're mad at me for something I said about this podcast, don't at me at Ashley. <laughs> Send it her I'll relay way. it. It's fine. <laughs> I have enough hate in my it. DMs already. <laughs> um, thank you so much. And as you guys know, you can find me on Twitter at I am Charday Sellers or on Instagram at I am or at on Instagram. It's just Charday Sellers. Um, and you should follow the podcast. We are on Clubhouse. Um, I don't. It's it's July when this is airing, so I don't know if we'll still be on Clubhouse. I hope we are, but you know the summer's coming. The streets are calling my name. I'm going to the streets. <laughs> sound like the Count Dracula. Um, so I don't know how involved I'll be on Clubhouse when I'm in the streets, but we'll, we're on there now. Um, and we've got merchandise. We've got a really cool store. Ashley, please. After this, um, email me your address. We'd like to send our guests like a little swag gift for coming on the show. But we've got Ooh, pins, um, hats, t-shirts. Um, and then that that's that's just now in April. We, we're going to have way more stuff by July. But send me your address and we'll send you stuff. Um, and you can save 10% off in the store using Afro Horror 10 when you check out. So we ship everywhere. So please check out the store. But outside of that, actually, thank you so much. We did it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This, this has been a wonderful. joy. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Afro Horror. Please subscribe and leave a comment if you like what you heard. We want to send a special shout out to Jaren Hempel for our amazing logo design. Thanks, Jaren. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at, at @AfroHorror or on our website, www.AfroHorror.com. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this podcast.